Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Wear Your Dreams, Episode 9. Today is your day. You want to live your life to your fullest. You start doing that today and you make everything in that path happen. And if you want to own a business, you make that decision and you follow through and you start taking action on it. Hey dreamers, you are listening to Where Your Dreams, an amazingly inspiring podcast where we speak to the coolest girl millionaires, girl bosses and fashion entrepreneurs. If you have ever dreamed of creating your own business, then this podcast will give you all the tips, advice and inspiration to make it happen. Lego. Hey everyone, welcome to Wear Your Dreams. I'm Alice Alouiton, founder of BEMI, and today I have a very special guest. I'm talking to Ivy Slater. Now, Ivy Slater spent 20 years as owner and operator of a successful seven-figure printing business, Slater Graphics, in New York City. Her clients included W Magazine, Harper's Bazaar, New York Magazine, to name a few. And in 2008, Ivy started another company called Slater Success Coaching, where Ivy helps a multitude of women business owners globally to achieve success on their own terms. She is also the author of Conquering Your Fear of Money, A Woman's Guide to Business Success, and speaks at conferences, seminars, and workshops worldwide. Ivy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Awesome. Now, I am so glad that you're joining us today. And I've said a very short intro about you. So could you give us a bit more insight into your personal life and background and tell us a bit more about your business? Oh, absolutely. Um, So my personal life is really easy. I'm a mom of two kids. Um, They are currently, my daughter is 23 and my son is 20. And I've been a business owner since my daughter was about a year, year and a half old. So I've um, always truly managed the, um, the mom and the business owner hand in hand and truly seeing the success in that um, along the way. Uh, so that, is, um, that has been awesome and it truly taught me a lot about creating support systems in my life in all directions, not just in my business, but in my life. Um, 
so I've raised them in Manhattan, in New York City, and it was a little bit of an unusual thing to do, but something I feel very blessed that I was able to do. And I think they're pretty pleased to have the experience. Yeah, very cool city. <laughs> I'm very jealous. <laughs> so Ivy, I know you are a woman who has had an amazing business journey. And so I'm really interested in finding out about the start of your business ventures. So could you tell our listeners the story of what made you set up your first business and speak to us about the steps you took to make it happen? Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I knew when I was uh, when I was a little girl, I knew I wanted to do one thing and one thing only, and that was be a dancer. Um, and that was great. Post college, um, I needed to start creating an income. I had also had a knee injury, um, and I ended up um, working for a few different women entrepreneurs. And that's when I decided the next thing I was going to do in my life, and that was going to be a business owner. And I truly, Alice, did not care what business I was going to own. I didn't have the vision of I am going to do this or own this business. I just made a decision. I am going to be a business owner, and I am going to be the person behind my own destiny Mm. and be the leader of my life. And nobody else is going to take control of it but me. Mm. Um, that set me on a, an interesting path. Uh, I got to tell you, I tried a few things. For <laughs> um, those people in the New York area, if you want to actually get a giggle, um, I was working in a, for a, a corporate event and catering company in New Jersey, and I decided I was going to open a New York City bagel store in New Jersey. And the key behind a great New York bagel is the water it's made in. So we actually priced out shipping water to New Jersey to create the true authentic New York bagel Um, (laughs) at a half a million dollar investment. Later, it didn't happen. Okay. I was probably 26 at the time. Um, Then I found the next business I was going to buy a franchise and started exploring down that pathway. Everything was going really well. I had gone to one of their locations in Maryland, um, in Maryland and checked it all out, talks with the company and they said, okay, I said, great, you know, I'm ready, I'm in, what's the next steps? And they said to me, the next steps are you just fly to San Diego, we'll go over thing, we'll start you in training and you bring a check for $250,000. And I said, great, let me get back to you. And I hung up the phone and I scratched my head and I was like, okay, so I don't have airfare for San Diego, let, of a quarter of, let alone a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> Um, but I made a decision. I was going to be a business owner, and that is what I set myself out to do. Um, I had an opportunity of getting involved in the printing business, and it's not that I was looking to become a printer. It wasn't that I was looking to be one of the few women in the industry that weren't even either a receptionist or a bookkeeper, but actually the head of sales and then an owner of a company, Um, but it was the avenue that was open to me, and it was the avenue I jumped on. Wow. And so what kind of made you continue like pursuing um, the printing business? What was it about that particular um, opportunity that made you kind of keep on going with it? Um, There was there was a couple of things. Okay, one, I have a sub I'll be really, really open with with you and your community. Mm. I have a stubborn streak and you shouldn't tell me no. (laughs) and basically the boys in the printing industry said no to me and I said excuse me they're like no 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 we don't do women here 
We don't want to buy from a woman. We don't want a woman in the plant telling us what to do. And I said, well, if I learn my stuff, why shouldn't I? Why do you know more than me? So I dedicated myself to truly learning the industry and proving them wrong. Um, it was also, it was honestly, and this is very much about starting a business, every business costs capital to start. So it was a matter of, I was at the time 27 when I got into the printing industry, 27 going on 28. And I was like, okay, so my capital is really limited and my access to capital is really limited, mm. right? A bank wasn't going to loan me money. Credit cards, I had like a thousand or two thousand dollars in a credit limit. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was young starting, I was a young woman starting out in New York City. Um, so I know starting a business and I always knew I needed capital. Mm-hmm. So what's a way to create capital? And I said, well, creating a great book of business, creating the sales that creates my value is my working capital. Wow. And I went on after it, I said, well, I don't have the cash to give you. But if I create a half a million dollars in sales, I'm now really valued. Creating a million dollars of sales, I'm valued. That's going to be my capital. Mm. And so what was the day-to-day life like in the kind of early stages? Once you kind of knew, right, that's going to be my capital. This is what I kind of need to to raise in terms of getting more sales. What was that like in terms of day-to-day activities? Um. It was a lot of closing to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very transparent person. And I will say at the beginning, it was yeah. a lot of doors closed to my face. Yeah. Um, they, people wanted nothing to do with me. The men in the industry wanted nothing to do with me. Um, so the people I was going out to look to sell, advertising agencies, um, production companies, uh, there was television stations. There was every person who used print, who used print material as, it, as, you know, promotional meta- collateral, which was massive at, in, in the 80s, and, and which is what the time frame was, late 80s, early 90s. So I just kept knocking on doors, you know, and I said, yeah, you have a print purchasing department, and I'd like to speak to your advertising or marketing. And they would say, well, who do you represent? I said, well, I'm Ivy Slater. And they're like, yeah, well, who are you calling for? I said, me. And they're like, uh-uh, nope. We don't, you know, uh, you know, they don't talk to, you know, it was just really apparent and it was about staying in the game. And I think that there is a real lesson in business of Mm. staying in the game. Wow. And where do you think you got that ability? Because I know you said earlier on that you don't take no and it's clear that you're quite resilient um, and persistent. Where would you say you got that character from? Honestly, I think going back to dance. Okay. I think by being in the performing arts growing up, and I think this is true for anybody who did any performing arts or team sports or anything athletic, there's a dedication to just, when something's tough, you know you need to master it. If it, if it for me, if it was a pirouette, if it was the first double pirouette or then the triple pirouette or a longer leap, if it's you know somebody who's a tennis player, you know a more ma- a better net game, you get out and you just keep practicing it. And by growing up as in the performing arts, I knew I danced five to six days a week. That's what made me as good as I got and moved me in my journey. So there were times you did a pirouette and you fell on your butt, mm. right? 
there were plenty of times that you did things and it was messy and sloppy and you just got up and you did it again because you made a commitment to be a dancer. You made a commitment to be a tennis player. You made a commitment to play soccer or whatever it is or to sing or learn the learn guitar. And it was I truly believe it was that training in my early years mm-hmm. that I was just like, okay, well, let's just get up and do another pirouette. Let's know who's next. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Um, And I also know from experience, Ivy, that when pursuing a dream, especially as an entrepreneur, there can be some really low and some really tough moments. And these moments can bring, they can bring doubt, they can bring fear. So I really want you to tell us a story of a time within your business journey when you perhaps felt discouraged or fearful and tell us how you overcame this. Um. Yeah, uh, there are so many times that we're so discouraged and there's so many times that we get so scared. Mm. And, you know, it's it's interesting. It's like, okay, so which one should I pick? Yeah. It's not just one. <laughs> um, it, it's, there's a lot of, it, I think it's, you want to look at, I'm, I'll be clear on this. Mm. You want to look at, if you were snorkeling in the ocean, there's so many beautiful things to see. But there's things in the ocean that make you scared. But that doesn't mean it does, you can't coexist. Mm. Okay? So I think one of my most fearful moments is when I, when I was transitioning from my company, Slater Graphics, which was my printing company, and building Slater Success. Mm. And I went into this with, you know, confidence. I built a printing business. How bad can be this? Can this coaching consulting thing be? You know, I know what I'm doing. I got this. And I did what I believed I needed to do. And things didn't go well. And I just kept, you know, there's that stepping street. Well, I'll just keep showing up. And there's something known as when you keep showing up and doing the same thing that's not working and it still doesn't work, you you wonder where where the brain power behind this is. Um, So I said, all right, we now have some crises going on in our personal lives, okay? Um, I was in this business transition that I expected to replace my income in um, a 12-month period, and that was not happening. I wasn't close to replacing a third of my income in 12 months. Um, there was some de- things that developed in my husband's business and his career that he had to shut the doors and he was no longer bringing in an income. We have two, I said, we have two kids. We raised them in Manhattan. It's an expensive place to raise a family. And in this experience, we took off a huge amount of debt and actually, actually seven figures of debt. Wow. And it was staggering. And I remember never being so scared in my life. I knew we were going to lose our home. We we're going to lose the roof over our heads. Um, it brought me to shakes and the, I said, the only thing I can do is take a breath and figure out what I'm doing, what I can do that will work and stop focusing on what won't. Mm. And how do I find that out? How do I figure that out? Um, I think that one of the next hardest thing for me to do is to go out and ask for help. I've always been strong, independent, Um, I got this, I'll figure this out. And I was in a real crisis situation. You know, um, as a mom, uh, my my kids were teenagers at the time. It wasn't that long ago. And I, I I was in crisis mode. And I said, I need help. I need to find out what I can do really quickly 
that will get me out of the pattern of doing exactly what I'm doing that's not working. And so what were the next steps kind of once you'd made that decision that I need to figure this out? Um, I hired support. I hired help for myself. I hired um, a coach, a strategist, created a complete, a very tangible and doable strategy um, that was completely out of my comfort zone. It was asking me to do everything I really didn't want to do. Yeah. Okay. And I will tell you, I basically, um, <laughs> just saying this on the air, Alice, um, <laughs> I will say for the first three months of working with this coach and strategist, every time I got off the phone, I was on a ball on my floor crying. Wow. Yeah. And then I picked myself up and I did the work. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I love and that. And that year, I created six figures. Wow. That's amazing. How inspiring. Oh, I love that. Now, it might just be that story, but the next kind of segment is I really want you to tell us a time within your business journey when you literally felt like this is a dream come true. I'm literally living my dream. Oh, goodness. I think that was... I was. I had put out my book, Conquering Your Fear of Money, a Woman's Guide to Business Success, and I spoke to an audience of about 75 people, and, you know, I did my talk, my signature speech, and I felt good about it. I felt solid. The response, you know, the people were interacting, asking great questions, really, you know, really insightful. It was a, it was a wonderful, and that wasn't the moment. It was afterwards when people came up to want to engage with me mm. and say, can I speak to you further? I, you know, and that was the moment that I knew that I made a difference. Amazing. Thank you, Ivy. Um, and so now I really want to delve into your success in becoming a millionaire as we love to inspire our girls to dream big and have big goals. So Ivy, could you share with us, how did you make your first million? Um, without realizing I did it, honestly. <laughs> I, I, was, I was honestly, when... I crossed a million dollars. I was not focused on crossing a million dollars. That's interesting. Yeah. It was never a goal of mine. I was looking for creating a certain amount of income that would make a difference for my children. Mm. And that's what I focused on. I said, okay, selling this job will give my daughter the swimming lesson she wants. Selling this would enable my son, you know, our kids to do this. And I, you know, kept my head down and I said, okay, great. Selling this big job, we can have a vacation. Selling this, you know, um, I was actually just kidding with my daughter the other day um, around Columbus Day. And she goes, Ma, you don't take Columbus Day off. Why do I remember you taking Columbus Day off every year when I was a kid? And I said, because I did when you guys were younger. And every Columbus Day, I made sure that in September, August and September, I made enough sales that I took my kids for their snowsuits and snow boots and their winter clothes. So I wasn't looking, to me, a million dollars was irrelevant. Mm. To me, it was about creating the income that enabled me to provide for my family the way I wanted them raised. You know, if my son wanted to take football on Saturday and that was $550. I wanted to be able to say yes. 
So selling a $5,000 job enabled me to say yes to that activity. The million dollars to me doesn't mean anything. It's how you're living and how you're using your money, what your profits are, what your profit margins are, and what you're taking home and how it's affecting the life you're living. Because a million dollars in sales and having an overhead that's 1.5 isn't great by any stretch of the imagination. So I've always looked at the profit margins and how the money comes into you, your family, and your life. And that has always been more of a clear, tangible goal to me. Mm. And what's the most important lesson you've learned during your kind of millionaire journey? Honestly, the most important lesson is... When, when we lost everything, mm. when we lost everything and my kids were teenagers, as I said, I remember them going to sleep on a school night and my husband and I looking at each other and saying, our children are healthy, we're healthy. It's only money. <laughs> we created it, we'll recreate it. Mm. And what's one successful habit that you think has enabled you to build successful companies? Um, Oh, an important, really, really important successful habit is to every day, first of all, you need to have a structure to your business, your day, and your calendar. You have to stick to it. And part of that structure has to be in creating reach-out calls, sales calls, opportunities, Mm. To grow your business, grow your brand, and grow your worth. Wow. I love that. You know, when you, and all it is is 10 minutes a day. Yeah. It's only 10 minutes a day. I'm not telling people to, you know, call thousands of people. I'm not asking you to cold call a good old fashioned yellow pages or a white pages. <laughs> okay. I'm asking you to identify three people in your network or who you're expanding your network, that you're networking, building your brand out there. And actually connecting to them and creating real solid relationships. You do that for 365 days. You won't recognize your net of influence Mm. and then the net of your company. I love that. Thank you for sharing, Ivy. Um, now, I'm really excited about the next segment of Wear Your Dreams as we are now going into the triple love round. And I'm going to ask you three questions about things you love and why. So number one is a book you love. Um, one? Yes. Just one, huh? Just one. <laughs> you should see this bookshelf. <laughs> okay. One of my favorite books is Inspirations by Zig Ziglar. Mm, I suggest it to all my clients to keep it on the side of your bed. And every morning before you get out of bed, just open it to a random page. Read that inspiration for the day. Take it into yourself, your heart, and your mind and move forward. Awesome. And now number two, a quote you love. Um, one of my favorite quotes, quotes that I quote often because I'm very goal-centric, yes. and I help my clients really create and achieve their goals. A goal is a dream with deadlines, and that's by Napoleon Hill. Mm, awesome. Um, and the last one, an inspirational woman you love. Um, don't mean to be cliche, and there, there's, a, there's a bunch out there, but I think Oprah. Mm. She, um, 
has had odds and never allowed it to stop her. She's had, she's had a goal and continues to create goals, continues to make a difference with women locally, nationally, and globally. Amazing. Awesome. And guys, you will find all the show notes and info about Ivy on our website at bemigirl.com. That's G-B-E-M-I-Girl.com. And now, Ivy, could you tell us some exciting new things that you are doing today? What really has you feeling happy and alive in terms of your business or you as an individual? Um, One of the greatest things about Slater's success and what I do today is I consistently play in the sandbox. So I'm always looking at, gee, how can we do things differently? What can I do now? How do I connect with more people? Um, So a couple of things I'm doing is I love working with people. I love really making a difference. So um, I'm doing some tour stops. I'm, I'm doing some speaking engagements and workshops in Orlando in L.A. in the next few weeks. Um, I'm also doing a live stream um, where it's coming to, you know, close to three hours of me on business building content and how to start building your business, how to take your business to the next level. Um, I always say the lessons I've learned, the easy way and the hard way. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I have those few things coming up and... That is just probably in less than 15 days of work coming up. So I've never let anything stop me. And if, you know, things are done traditionally and I do what works and then I say, okay, how can I take this and play with it and blow it up, make it different, make it new, make it exciting, reach more people. Um, and last but not least, Ivy, can you share with us one amazingly inspiring piece of advice that will help the Where Your Dream listeners achieve their dream of becoming a millionaire girl and living the life that they dream of? Um, one piece of advice is really there's no perfect time. Mm. You make a decision and you get started. There is no perfect time to start. There. It, it just, you know, I hear it way too often soon or I'm waiting to, for this to happen or I've got to get a website up or once my kids start school or once this happens or that happens, you know what? Today is your day. You want to live your life to your fullest. You start doing that today and you make everything in that path happen. And if you want to own a business, you make that decision and you follow through and you start taking action on it. Wow. Amazing. And Ivy, let us know, how can we get in touch with you and find out a bit more about your business and all your other projects? Well, check out the website at www.slatersuccesscoaching.com. There's a free report there that I would invite you to download. It's called ROI, Return on Your Initiative, and that's five steps for more sales and more more money in your business, Um, something that everybody seems to be looking for. Um, and from that, you could always, you know, you'll take a look in um, my newsletter. We have some upcoming events and fun things. I'll be coming your way. Check it all out on SlaterSuccessCoaching.com. Yes. Also, find me on Facebook. I love playing there. <laughs> oh, cool. We shall do. Is it just Ivy Slater on Facebook? Oh, there's Ivy Slater and there's Slater Success Coaching. Um, I probably put more on Slater Success Coaching than on Ivy Slater. <laughs> Because my family, you know, covers their eyes. They're like, oh, mom, you're doing this. You're putting us up there again. 
<laughs> awesome well remember guys we will put that all in the show notes on bemigirl.com so that brings us to the end of our interview ivy it really has been amazing speaking to you so thank you so much for being on the show i'm highly inspired and i'm sure the way your dream listeners are too so thank you again and we will see you soon Thank you so much. I look forward to it. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Dreamers, thank you for being with us today on Where Your Dreams. You can find all the show notes as well as cool girl content on bemigirl.com. That's G-B-E-M-I girl.com. We would love you to subscribe to the show. So please click subscribe now and give us a rating and review so that we can continue to inspire and push you girlies to fulfill your dream. Don't forget to follow our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter pages all at Bemi Girls. But for now, girlies, remember, anything is possible. So wear your dreams. Hey, everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAS10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.